How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. In this episode, we look at how to navigate grief. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Back in episode 679 of the podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can find that episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your audio podcasts. Uh, We confronted the trauma that we experience with the death of a loved one. Today's episode looks more deeply at the stages we experience once we've acknowledged the trauma and accepted it as a reality in our lives. Now, take a moment to think about a corn maze, the kind that you may have walked through on Halloween back when you were a kid. From above, you're able to see the unique pattern that the rows follow. You can find the end without getting overwhelmed by the twists or the turns, but When we're inside the maze, trying to navigate the path successfully to the end, our perception gets more limited. Our perspective has shifted from the eagle-eyed benefits of a top-down view to the limited scope that comes with being engaged. Every route can be different. We can come across dead ends. We can end up circling back on ourselves. We can go into the maze, the same maze, several times and find our journey through differently every single time. Every stage of the maze requires us to make a choice. And these choices then shape how the journey continues. And honestly, it can get overwhelming when our choices lead us further away from the goal. This twisting and turning, dead ends, circling can mirror the stages of grief. We can feel like we're moving forwards, but then a new barrier is placed in front of us. And sometimes this barrier can be temporary before we move further into the maze. But other times it can lead us coming back to the beginning of the process. These twists and turns exist because grief is not a linear journey. It's a complex one that's made even more difficult when we're trying to maintain our mental resilience throughout the process. So how can we develop a greater understanding of this maze? How do we gain the value of top-down perspective when it comes to navigating grief? Well, we're going to talk about that. But before we jump into the episode, let's take a moment to thank today's sponsor, Caliper CBD. I've gotten some massive benefits from taking CBD. It helps me stay calm when everything around me feels stressful. It helps me get to sleep when I'm struggling at night. It's even helped my mom sleep deeper and through the night, which is rare for her. CBD has had an incredible effect on my life, and there's a lot of science behind it, too. Numerous studies suggests that cannabidiol can have massive effects on stress reduction and in promoting sleep. But to this point, the options for taking CBD have been limited to droppers full of funny tasting oil. 
And that's why I'm so excited about Caliper. You can think of Caliper as a better way to consume CBD. It's a powder that's pretty much tasteless and it's clinically proven that you absorb 450% more CBD with Caliper CBD powder compared to tinctures. I can tell you from personal experience that I felt the effects of Caliper CBD so much faster than the oils I've tried in the past. It's honestly incredible. Not to mention it's convenient. They come as single serving packets so you can easily take it with you for whenever you need it. You can add it to food, pour it into tea, which is what I typically do, or you can even add it to a green juice. It's all the benefits of CBD absorbed faster and in the most convenient way. So why not try it? Get 20% off your first order when you use promo code TINYLEAPS at trycaliper.com slash tinyleaps. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, they'll give you a full refund. So head over to trycaliper.com slash tinyleaps. And don't forget the promo code tinyleaps. So let's start here. Each person's experience of grief and trauma is unique. But over the years, science and psychology have found that several stages of grief are universally experienced. Recognizing this bigger picture, understanding that we aren't alone in our experience can help us frame our own journey. Because these stages of grief, they they were first proposed by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross in her 1969 book on death and dying. And they're as follows. First, we have denial and isolation. We've all said at some point that that could never happen to me. Or maybe we've pretended that atrocities happening in the world only exist in some far off place. This is a defense mechanism we each have, and it can cause more damage than it's worth. It leads to increased shock if the event does happen to us, and it prevents us from accepting the situation as a reality. Back in episode 679 on confronting trauma, we focused heavily on how to move through this denial stage. And then we have anger. Once trauma becomes reality, this next step can pop up for us. It's often one of the stages we go through that is hardest for those close to us to deal with. Everyone and everything can become the focus of our anger. We project our need to understand, to deal, onto people or objects we see. It feels more real or natural than the abstract and invisible quality of death or loss itself. After anger comes bargaining. The word if, it holds a lot of power. That phrase, if only, it can become a repetitive phrase that torments us. If only we had noticed the changes sooner. If only she hadn't been too proud to see a doctor. If only we had taken a different route home. If only the driver had been going slower. When we use these conditional phrases, we give power to alternative realities. And these can work as a distraction against the reality that is, which becomes a stumbling block to our own healing. Then we face depression. This phase is where we start to confront the absence that now exists and ask questions which honestly have no good answers. What does it mean to live without a loved one? How do we realign our idea of the world with the gaps that are now present? At this point, most of us just need to be hugged and feel that physical sense of still belonging to others. And this is the stage where having someone to support you, especially a professional in the field of mental health, is ridiculously important. And finally, we come to acceptance. 
This stage honestly can take years to find and sometimes we never really do. We may start to heal, we may start to move on and we may be able to find happiness again, but the void will always be there. Acceptance is about learning to live with that void. So there are five universally experienced stages of grief, but that shouldn't distract us from an important truth. Don't think that because there are five stages or that they're universally experienced, that that means we all go through them at the same pace or even in the same order. We can jump between them and even experience different stages more than once. But still, understanding them can be helpful because it allows us to recognize how normal it is to experience these feelings. And now that we have a better understanding of the stages, how can we use this to make our journey just a little bit easier? Well, recognizing that we aren't alone can help, but we also need to find practical methods to support our own individual process. And one recommended method is actually journaling. Journaling is fundamentally a very fluid approach to clarifying your thoughts. It can be whatever you need it to be. A journal entry can be a drawing, a single word, a sentence, or it can be several pages long. It can happen at any time, and it lives as an archive to be reviewed later. If we think back to the corn maze at the beginning of this episode, a journal can allow us the chance to gain that bird's eye view of our situation. By recording and reviewing the path we've traveled so far, we have something to look back on. So here's how we move forward. First, you want to find a journal. I honestly recommend choosing a physical journal to write in for this. We already spend a lot of our time on screens typing, and for the purposes of this exercise, there's tangible benefit in the process of physically writing this down, of expressing yourself in that way. Then you'll need to create the time and space. Find a place in your home that feels comfortable. Create a mood that enables you to relax into your mind and thoughts. And this can be playing music, lighting a candle, or telling the people you live with to leave you alone. Whatever it is you need, just make sure you prioritize it. And finally, you want to record your stream of consciousness. When journaling to help navigate the process of grief, it's best to just let your mind and your pencil go. Following prompts or responding to questions can be good for other things. But in this case, we want an unfiltered record of where we are. We aren't trying to accomplish anything. We aren't trying to be more productive. We're just trying to record so that we can review later. Ultimately, grief is a challenging thing to navigate. It's a process we each have to go on. And because of how unique the experience is, it can feel lonely. Better understanding the five stages of denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance can help us recognize how common our feelings are. Then, tackling the process with a handy journal at our side can help us recognize where we personally are in that journey. Combine these two and you have a powerful arsenal to find the healing that you deserve. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Listen, if you're new to the show, be sure to click subscribe or follow wherever you're tuning in today. That would mean the world to me and the rest of the team here at Tiny Leaps. I want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor, 
Caliper. Caliper is honestly my favorite way to take CBD. They've even got these like little pixie stick things. They're just like, like if you remember pixie sticks as a kid, you ripped them open, you pour the powder on your tongue. It's honestly delicious. It's one of my favorite ways to take CBD lately. So check them out. Head over to trycaliper.com slash tiny leaps and use the coupon code tiny leaps. Or of course, just click the link in the description of this episode. I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you for being here. Be sure to be kind to yourself and take care of yourself. Find someone you love and give them a hug. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.